Q is back again. Hola, como esta? Esta bien. <laughs> Hermanos. All right. So, we got the Boricua episode going on today. We got the homies from Puerto Rico. All Dominico. right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we got Dominico and Gustavo. Welcome to the Mood yeah. Q show, bro. Special guest. So, you're, yeah. the, you're the infamous Gustavo. Every time I talk to uh, Muta, he's always like, Yo, Gustavo this, Gustavo that. I'm like, Gustavo who, man? And Dominico. Dominico, <laughs> yeah, number I'm one, though. <laughs> so Gus and Dom, huh? Can I just say that? Is that, is that cool if I say it like that? That's cool. So I met Dominico. Uh, let me give a break yeah, that. Yeah. I met Dominico a couple years online. You know, he he does uh, Puentes Naturalis. Did I say it right? Puentes Naturales. Naturales. Yeah. Puentes, which, which means natural. Oh, okay. I've been seeing, yeah. you, you've been liking a lot of our, um, our, our posts now. I was like, who's this Puentes guy? Yeah, like, yeah. So that's Dominico. So I met Dominico. We finally, we met online, but we met in person about two months ago, about a month ago when we went to Puerto Rico. Yeah. So Dominico is doing a lot of work on the ground. He was raised in New York City, went back to Puerto Rico to help out with the farmers, mm-hmm. um, other entrepreneurs on the island, yeah, and yeah. we just clicked. You know what I mean? All right, all right. And then what about Gus? I met Gus a day before <laughs> I traveled from Puerto Rico back to Saudi Arabia. Um, Dominico been telling me a lot of good things about Gus. He's yeah. he doing a lot of work also. I think he was born and raised in New Jersey. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Oh, actually. wow. Born oh, okay. and raised in Puerto Rico. So he's there on the island. So, never so left. you're Boricua. <laughs> I'm Boricua. Um, I was raised also across all Latin America doing missionary work yeah. with Jesuits. But that's another that's another story. <laughs> okay, okay. That's that's good. Esta bien, esta bien. So Dominico is the homie that you. I, I, I got some Puerto Rican coffee that I keep stashed. Yeah, I keep stashed Dominico, <laughs> and I only give it to selected individuals walking to my shop. The VIP. I yeah. gave I gave I offered him some. Yeah, so he, but I, I don't I don't normally drink coffee. <laughs> so because I can't do bitter taste, I don't know why I can't do bitter taste, yeah. which is probably good because I never drink alcohol. You good, know? good, good, good. Because it's like you know the bitter <laughs> taste. So. I just uh, can't do bitter taste. But some I some coffee is Red Bull, though. <laughs> 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 so let's get into it, man. So Dominico, oh, wait, wait, real quick, real quick, yes. yo. Uh, sorry, we got We always we always forget. Yes. Shout out to our sponsors, Manscape, Manscape, Can Escape, Manscape, Can Escape, Manscape, <laughs> Trademark, Muta. 2021, <laughs> and then our fashion partners. We got Elevata, Elevata, and then Elmo. Elmo, yeah, dope, dope. my first time saying the album. Yep, you're about to get some too. I, I told right. you, you gotta, you gotta hit him up, but uh, I hit him up, man. I, that's what I got you here for, yeah, bro. That, I kind of, I kind of work like as is like, like, a, like as um role manager at the same time. So <laughs> he's yeah. my co-host and manager. Yeah. So let's get into it. Right. So, so Dominico, born and raised in Harlem, if I'm not mistaken, or New York City. Yeah, in in New York. So I I grew up like outside of New York City, but my parents were both uh, entrepreneurs and had businesses in the city. So Mm -hmm. I grew up driving up down from Westchester into into Harlem, into Manhattan, to 47th Street. Like the my mother owned a jewelry store. We were on the Diamond District, 47th Street, going to all the vendors every Mm -hmm. week. And so that was that was kind of my upbringing, always always around that. Amazing. amazing. So, so what made you get? What made you wanted to go back to Puerto Rico? You know, knowing that you born and raised, because a lot of Puerto Ricans that I know, like for example, my mother's side. For those who don't know, my mother is Puerto Rican and Cuban. 
but I only know my Puerto Rican side of the family never really got close or couldn't even find the Cuban side. My grandmother just raised us saying, you Puerto Rican, you Puerto Rican, you know? Mm-hmm. And when my grandmother moved to Puerto Rico, she was in her early 20s. So most Puerto Ricans back then going to mainland America was like doing, it was like migration for them to a, to a better yeah. life. So now we're starting mm-hmm. to see people like yourself, people like Gustavo and other young entrepreneurs, Puerto Ricans going back to the island. So I see this new movement, if you want to speak about it. Uh, definitely. I, I would say for the last several decades, most of Puerto Rico's history, we've had like this uh, circular migration pattern uh, where a lot of people would have to go to the, the States for better job opportunities, et cetera. Uh, so my, my grandparents were both uh, born and raised in Puerto Rico at a young age. My grandfather um in his teen years, came on his own to New York. Um, he wound up uh, joining the army. And when he got back, he started his own business. And uh, that business is still around, uh, thankfully, today. Um, but I kind of grew up, grew up with that background. And I grew up with my grandparents. They lived in Puerto Rico, but they would come back and forth from New York to Puerto Rico and kind of be our babysitter because my parents both are always, always working so i grew up with a lot of that like uh, a lot of that like traditional puerto rican upbringing and every summer me my younger brother and sister we'd go to we'd go to puerto rico and we'd stay with my grandparents in in Aguadilla for the summer and as a kid i always dreamed of coming back here when when i was older um i never thought i would actually come back here as a young adult and coming here to like to start my life i've even as a kid i thought i'd come back here to retire you know come back when i'm older but uh i'm happy to be happy to be here now um i started coming here on my own in college and when i graduated a couple of years ago i decided to full-time amazing oh, nice, nice. amazing yeah. that's dope bro and, and gustavo we got to get into it with yeah. you as well man so you said I, for some reason, I thought you was was raised in mainland mainland USA, but you was born and raised in Puerto Rico. I was, but born we in saw Puerto Rico. We, we've been uh, sit, watching you in the news lately, man. We got to touch on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was born in Puerto Rico. Um, I got a full scholarship to study um, in the mainland. Mm-hmm. I I traveled all over, lived in DC, in Boston, New York, San Francisco, you name it, um, and I came back um, and. Yeah, like I just decided to come back uh, because of like the different studies and the different works that I that I was yeah. doing. It's like okay, this is the moment where I can contribute um, to Puerto Rico. Uh, this is before even Hurricane Maria or any natural disaster or pandemic was even on the horizon. Hmm. But uh, yeah, um, was born in Puerto Rico, studied abroad, and then between like ten and eighteen, I was doing Jesuit missions. So I was going to Paraguay, Uruguay, Haiti, more than a dozen two dozen countries uh doing community work so yeah. we were doing building aqueducts building houses with our own hands learning how to kill cows at the age of 12 14 um <laughs> skin them like the whole process building demographics and a lot of studies of like okay this is what it means to be inside of a community working and understanding what's happening in there from a, from a perspective that is very respectful and humble of yeah so so with that though i heard because I, m- I remember i almost went to puerto rico once with um the homie mike rivera remember i told you, you about that to the coffee shop yeah yes, during yes. La, la galeria in san juan mm-hmm. 
in La Perla. Okay. But um, I know back then, though, there wasn't a lot of foreigners living in Puerto Rico, right? Unlike now, because now right. you have all the... I, well, I can't say gringos. The Americanos. I, I think it's okay to say gringos <laughs> because uh, from what I heard now... Gringo just mean foreigner, correct? It's not no, really. It's 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 geared towards just white people. You sh- you sure? Because so okay, just so to to explain like, a little bit of like what that word actually means. Yes, yeah, so let's go to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to expand what what that word actually means, it's basically it's the it's it's composed of two different words: the word green, as in color, and then the word the word go. So during the militarization of Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. you would see a lot of military men in the green outfits and the word started when they were saying green as in and then go person that was like wearing go. a military go- and then go then became into a more um politically and socially charged word yeah mm. because now you know during my visit in puerto rico i was seeing posters up saying gringo go home this is what a, a colonizer looked like yeah. it seemed like the puerto rico people upset with What's happening? There's a lot of change in Puerto Rico. A lot of wealthy people are moving in with these and tax incentives, and now respecting your culture and and the land, and uh, thinking like think- basically they're doing the typical American thing. Because I saw mm. this when I was in the military station in Germany, mm. Korea, Americans would be like getting angry at the people of the of that country, going, "How come we can't be more like Americans?" Like, yo, wow. you. You're he's ex military. Yeah, he's ex military. So man. he's a gringo. Yeah, so I'm a gringo too, then, I guess. <laughs> ex gringo. <laughs> I'm, gr- well, I'm a gringo. Because, you know, Chinito and gringo put together. Gringo. You know, I got Yeah, no, but that, well, so with that going on, with the, with the, you know, the famous celebs, and on top of that, the, the was a Bitcoin? You have a lot of crypto investors like yeah. Brock Pierce and others coming in. So what is the sentiment? What is the, the temperature of Puerto Ricans when it comes to the people moving to the island? I don't know I if Domenico wants to definitely. begin. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go, go Domenico. <laughs> okay. Well, Gustavo can get more into the specifics of it, but just kind of in general right now, especially over the past two years of the pandemic where there's been a huge switch to remote work, um, crypto, Bitcoin, all these things are really are really seeing huge highs. A lot of people have been moving to Puerto Rico uh, partially for the tax incentives. Yeah, that's there's what I was a say for tax purposes. You know, there's tax incentives for, for capital gains. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the island of Puerto Rico is trying to attract high net worth individuals and businesses to the island, trying to bring capital here that otherwise wouldn't come here. Mm-hmm. And this has all just been exacerbated and, and happening much faster and much more concentrated in the past two years because of the pandemic. But these laws have been around for a few years. They've been a little bit controversial, but there ha- it hasn't really come to a head until now. And to expand on that, uh, Puerto Rico has had a uh, history, decades, even from when our grandparents um, were here or were migrating. We have always depended on tax incentives or tax policies to transition our economies. Um, we tried to transition from agriculture to manufacturing, then from manufacturing now to service, to value-added product uh, services and products. But the sentiment is around fear of false promises. So let me expand a little bit more on that. The current GNP, Gross National Product of Puerto Rico, is around mm-hmm. $77 billion. 
Um, and I'm using GNP because these incentives, specifically the one for in individual investors, are bringing capital, having that talent become citizens. So it is a national output. Um, but with that said, we've seen the failures of bad policy making and bad policy decision making in the 1990s and the 2000s affect us till this day. Um, we have had more than 78 tax incentives passed. We've had more than 11,000 decrees uh, given to corporations and individuals from film to young entrepreneurs to manufacturing mm -hmm. to individuals are coming to invest. But one specifically, which was responsible for the manufacturing, is responsible for $14 billion in fiscal costs to the government of Puerto Rico. We're talking 20% of the GNP. We're talking it's less than 4% of the decree-holding companies. It's only 424 corporations on the island. So we're seeing that we have to transition from agriculture to manufacturing. Look where this transition led us. We have a population that is declining and that is unlikely that we will be able to sustain it at, at its current level without doing some miraculous events. And I can go deeper into that. We're also looking at uh, federal law called Law 154, uh, that is granting additional tax incentives to 50 corporations and also is costing us another $14 billion. So we're seeing that two laws specifically have a net fiscal cost of 40% of the GNP. Now, because of these promises that we're now dealing with los estragos, I don't know how to say yeah, that in yeah. English, um, <laughs> people are getting like agitated. They're trying to understand what's happening. Um, and my, my opinion is like they try to pinpoint or focus on specific, specific individuals. The reality is the laws or the policies that are that are failing the most are these two mm. these two legacy uh laws um so yeah people are pissed and yeah i think like, like you said yeah. i think the, i think people don't know where to place the blame yes um but the kind of sentiment is that we've been we've been here before you know we've had different tax incentives and different development yeah. strategies that have been extractive to the to the to the island and we fear the same the same thing happening again. Yep. And so there's there's a lot there's a lot of fear, um, yeah, because it, it feels it feels a lot it feels a lot like it's what's very similar. And also the Puerto Rican uh, they they have a history of a colonization of people colonizing the island from Christopher Columbia. Yep. Of course, that history yeah. is brutal. Christopher, you know Columbus? what I mean. Columbus. Yeah, really? Yes. Oh yeah, with the Taino track. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they we just actually, uh, took down a, a We actually had the uh the king of Spain came to Puerto Rico. Uh, and they, and they broke down ago. one of the statues I heard about it yesterday. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. 2 days ago the Puerto so, Ricans What is it? Who's the statue? What <laughs> tell us about it. Juan Ponce Leon. Yeah. Ponce. Wow. They broke the they, statue. They broke it down? Yeah, they broke it down. And so Finally. They, yeah, they, they, they put, put it, it right back, back up. Oh, <laughs> they put it back up very quickly. Wow. <laughs> so Dang. I think Puerto Rican, you know, one of the things that shocked me because, um, you know, um, I haven't, the last time I was in Puerto Rico before coming this trip was 20 years ago. My mindset was different. I had a total like I was I, I was a I was, was a rapper. I was still a, a, a part of the Outlaws. I still was doing music. So, like so, <laughs> I still was thug like. <laughs> so when I went to the island, I wasn't really looking to really know about my history, my roots. 
You know, I went there knowing that this is the the land of my mother, but the only thing I wanted to do was go to clubs and party and La yeah. Perla Project. La Perla. You know what I mean? <laughs> the first thing I said, I said, take me to La Perla Project. We went there and I remember saying there's more of Tupac on the wall. Yeah. And I remember I had to get permission to record. The guy yeah. was like, wait, 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 wait. We got to go ask the whoever's the the, the whoever's the president the, of yeah, La Perla. The dialogue, the, the, the Don, you know, <laughs> we had like, to get permission. Yeah. But when they found out that I was high Puerto Rican, it was nothing but love. You know what I mean? It was like, they just showed me love and I yeah. never forget that. And when I went back this time, it was the same way, but it was a little more special to me because I met my, my uncle Carlito. I met my aunt Lucita. Your, your I met family. my cousins. I met my time. families. I met you guys. For the first and time, right? For the, for the first time yeah. ever, you know, um, Lucita is my mother's oldest. Um, sister, That's you know, so Matias, yeah. she, but Uncle Carlito said, if you want to win her heart, call it TT. Uh, so I have to call it TT. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I went my whole life knowing that I had family there and this was the first time I got in contact with them. But one of the things I noticed about Puerto Rican people and the, and I'm not just saying this to be biased because this is, you know, my mother's from Puerto Rican people in general, just very nice people. Mm-hmm. For them to be upset with what's happening in Puerto Rico, you must I, have really done something yeah. wrong for them to be. That, it that it seemed yeah. like you got to really and do something wrong for them to be pissed because they still welcoming to have a history of every time they welcome people, they get stabbed in their back. Every time they open their arms, something you know, they feel like they, they not, always try to kill with kindness. kindness. Yes, but I the people like the I was people take I, advantage of that. I was analyzing like the so called gringos in the yeah. restaurants. You know, the Puerto Rican people yeah. still smiling at them, still being nice, still being friendly. But they'll be rude as hell. No, no, no. They Puerto Ricans will no, put no, you I'm in talking, your place I'm, if you I'm rude. talking about the gringos. Now nah, the gringos will get put in the place. Puerto Ricans still got oh, okay. some. They still fiery blooded people. But Puerto Rican temper, right? Yeah, the temper. Yeah. But I noticed that that I, I said to myself, if this was probably any other Latin American country or Latin country, most likely they it, it, it would probably been some horror, sto- horror yeah. stories of people coming to their country. Like the Puerto Rican people were still welcoming. Why you think that? Why? Why? Why you guys think so? It's in the blood. <laughs> I, I wanted to. I wanted to answer. I wanted to also like piggyback off of what Dominic was saying before getting into that. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> he was saying that we're, we we find ourselves in a very similar place. So I believe that we're in a focal place where you have a lot of talent, a lot of capital coming back again, and we're transitioning into what is becoming possibly the mecca of crypto and blockchain on the island. Mm-hmm. So without understanding what's happening, without auditing, or without knowing where to steer it we are basically at the helm of a boat looking into the abyss. It's like, are we going to get drowned by sirens and mermaids? Or are we just going to like crash into an iceberg or continue sailing through? Yeah, but um, in terms of the, I don't know, like the culture. I don't know what, what to respond to that. The I culture, think maybe it's just the culture, you know what I mean? Falta de, o sea, like, my brain is trans- it's transitioning between <laughs> English ahead. and Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, w- I would say in, in Puerto Rican culture, um, and I've talked to a bunch of people about this, even like sociologists in Puerto Rico, and they, they've all kind of said a similar thing that um, like in, in Puerto Rico and, and in some other Caribbean islands and, and, and countries, societies, um, like it's, it's, it's customary here that when you like meet a stranger, you kind of give them the utmost respect up front and then you allow them to, you know, prove themselves to be a jerk or to be, you know, (laughs) but it's kind of of the, yeah, it's kind of the normal way of being is to be very, um, be very, be very kind, be very opening, very welcoming. You first meet someone 
and assume assume that they're going to be you yeah. know a good person. Give them give them the benefit the of benefit, the doubt. benefit of the yeah. doubt. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And we we uh, while we was there at the coffee farm, shout out to um, Sandra Farms, Israel yeah. and uh, his wife Sandra. We we was able to go to Al Juntas. Yeah. Yes, yeah, see, right. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I gotta give myself a check. <laughs> so we was able to go there. We got a, a, a surprise call from Fat Joe. You know what I mean? Who's also Puerto Rican? Yep. Yeah. He called in. He Shout spoke with Dominico. He said he's ready to come to Puerto Rico. The goal is that we want to get the Puerto Rican diaspora community of Puerto Ricans to come back to Puerto Rican Puerto Rico and also invest. You know, for example, I remember reading something where they said Jay Z said, "Gentrify your own hood." You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so we see gentrification happening in our neighborhoods in America. We have a, we have a, 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 a we can do something about it. Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. can step in and gentrify it ourselves. You have enough Puerto Ricans that's outside of the island that's successful, whether it's entertainers or ball players, um, business people. They need to come back to the island and invest into their own they they land. You know what I mean? What you guys think about that? I think like it's it's not. It's not even, I wouldn't even dub it gentrification because there is a common denominator, which is culture, which is history, which is mm -hmm. the same pain and trauma and the same hopes and dreams that we share. Yes. So by putting your money to the land is by staking agencies like, let's, let's stay here. Let's continue building and flourishing that which makes us and defines us. So I wouldn't even call it gentrification. I would just say it's like, look. There's more than 30, 40 billion dollars in the six million Puerto Ricanos in the diaspora. Mm. It's a matter of like, yo, there are concerns. Mm -hmm. There are concerns on corruptions or on your capital, but there's also vehicles and mechanisms and financial tools that will reduce those risks and say, okay, let's start investing. Let's start putting this in. Let's start producing. Mm -hmm. Let's start um, working together and finding a way how to link the three generations of the diaspora and the Puerto Ricanos that are here today. Yeah. Dope, dope. I will be one of the first ones, God willing. <laughs> so, so with, yep. with all the, I heard um, Puerto Rico's enriched with coffee farms. We're going to talk about but that. What's this about this? Was it Dom, was it Dominic? Dominico. Dom, I think Dom, Dom, Dom was the, the one forbidden who. forbidden Yeah, what's this about this Frenchie? The French guy who <laughs> break down the history of the coffee to, yeah, in Puerto we Rico, found, Dominico. found a natural wonder about it. <laughs> Natural so, coffee bean, so right? So coffee coffee originally came to Puerto Rico in early 1700s from mm -hmm. France. The coffee that was brought here was originally from Yemen. And Yemen is kind of mm -hmm. considered the birthplace of coffee. Coffee, the plant is originally from Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. But once it was brought to Yemen is where it really first flourished and it was cultivated and a whole a whole uh, culture around the cultivating and drinking really developed. Yeah. And that's really where where coffee was brought to the new world, to the Caribbean, to Latin America was, was mainly through, through Yemen. So coffee came to Puerto Rico in the 1700s, the original variety of coffee, because there's all different varieties, uh, was this really old heirloom variety that was very delicate and very low yielding. And that's the coffee that we used in Puerto Rico up through the, uh, peak of Puerto Rican coffee production at the turn of the, the turn of the 18th century, where we, this little island was the sixth largest exporter of coffee in the world. We were, Damn. you know, we were called the uh, coffee of popes and kings, which some brands still kind of that marketing uh, language <laughs> today. But we were exporting coffee all over Spain, all over Europe, to the Vatican. And, uh, we really did have some of the best coffee in the, in the world at that time. And it was all from this old uh, heirloom variety. Uh, today, Puerto Rico, 
due to politics, due to world uh, market conditions. Um, coffee is considered a commodity. Um, it's traded in the futures market, um, just like other commodities like metals or like corn or things like that. Um, and there's a, there's a commodity market and a specialty market. So in in Puerto Rico, um, over the last several decades, the um, the industry has been on decline. Over the last 20 years, we've lost close to 10,000 coffee farmers that have left the industry just because it's no longer no longer viable here. Um, and so about a year and a half ago or two years ago, we started this project called the Forgotten Forest. Um, up at Sandra Farms, where, where you visited, Muta, and, and you got to see some of the trees as well. Um, we have this. We have this farm that's around 225 acres. Most of, most of it is all wild um, forest that's been abandoned for around 80 years. Um, and a couple of years ago, we went up hiking into the forest and we found all these old trees, these old seeds, uh, seedlings that looked like coffee. And we got super excited about it. We sent it to some agronomists and eventually sent it to a lab. And we found out that it was Tipica uh, 401 is the original coffee that was brought here and it's it's no longer in cultivation on the island now the government um different nonprofits, different big companies like starbucks coca-cola uh technoserve um nescafe Nescafe, the hispanic federation um they've put a lot of money and investment into supplying farmers with seedlings on the island but unfortunately the government mostly produces uh, promotes uh, kind of commodity or commercial grade coffee, which is one uh, lower quality to the environment. They promote full sun uh, coffee and these hybrid varieties that are bred for resistance to disease and their yield, yeah. but not necessarily quality. Dang. So we started the uh, we started the Forgotten Forest project <clears throat> as a little inspiration plot that we crowdfunded the money to start, and we just did a five acre plot. And from there, we wound up getting some some national attention, and uh, some different publications and some radio radio stations, things like that. Um, and we were able to get the attention of some local foundations and nonprofits that wanted to work with us. They loved the idea. They loved the work we were doing. And uh, we actually partnered with some local nonprofits to scale that project to kind of duplicate it, help other farmers grow this old this old heirloom variety um you know practice fully organic shade grown uh practices and try to bring back this variety which one is cool because it's this old variety that's almost extinct but more importantly we're trying to demonstrate that in puerto rico we can grow really high quality specialty coffee and other value-added specialty products and there's a you know, there's a there's an international market, uh, luxury market for all these goods that right now Puerto Rico isn't really tapping into, and we're kind of just digging ourselves in a hole. And the industry is just continuing to decline, to decline as we focus on the lower quality coffee and the less environmentally friendly, you know, uh, practices in, in all sorts of agriculture and and production. Mm-hmm. So Amazing. we're. So now we have a we have a nursery at the farm uh, that we're going to be distributing around thirty thousand coffee seedlings and leguminous shade trees over the next two years, and we've partnered with about eight different farmers right now who are going to be receiving these seedlings for free. Um, we partnered with a couple of different organizations like the Peter Alfon Foundation and uh, Technoserve to provide support to those farmers, 
and also actually give them organic compost to use for their first three years until they get to their first harvest and then guarantee to buy the coffee at a high price um, if they choose to, to sell it to us. That's what's Amazing. Up. That's, that's, what's up. That's, that's what's up, man. <laughs> that's what's up. Dang. Yeah, let's let's get the let's get the Puerto yeah, Rican we, coffee we, beans gonna, out in the market already. We Dang. working on it, bro. We we working on it. We're trying we're trying to bring it over to the Middle to, East. Yeah, we trying to get it here yeah. to Saudi Arabia uh, soon. The international coffee dealer. Yeah, man. Shoot. Hey, <laughs> for the the Saudi viewers. Yes. If you want to get in on it, hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> yeah, we got you. We got you. <laughs> we got you with the Boricua beans. <laughs> what up? So, but Puerto Rico, man, it, it's going through some changes. Yeah. But it seemed like it's up. It's up. Um, the ride is, is is getting to where it should be. Inclining, inclining. Yeah, you know what I mean. With minds like you guys, I, I believe like you know, just meeting Dominico, meeting Gustavo, other young entrepreneurs yeah. on the island. I think it has a bright future, God willing. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, and I, hopefully, hopefully the gringos <laughs> will continue to. You show know, respect. Oh, yeah, show, show respect, respect and uplift the the Borico pride. You know, like are they causing trouble? Do you have do you have issues like that? Like I heard, Jake Paul well, lives there, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Perdóname, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like dang, that sucks. I think, man, I think every country need foreigners. I believe. Yeah, but you know not Jake I mean? Paul. Not Jake Paul. <laughs> like, I, but I think, I, I think, as I, long as they show respect to the culture, yeah. to the people. And be of some benefit to the countries, and this is it can be a good thing. You know what I mean? It could be a good thing. I think. Um, huh? I think we're. I think we're definitely at a. We're definitely at a critical point, like Gustavo was saying. Mm. Um, I think definitely a good campaign that I'm on and that Gustavo's really on is getting better data uh, to really understand what's actually yeah. happening right now. Above, you know, these are all really inflammatory topics. You know, we're all proud of our proud of our island and we and we don't want to see the same kind of history of abuse happen to puerto rico again mm -hmm. and we want uh, development to be inclusive to to the local people and and people that are coming and we want to have a win-win situation we exactly. want that you know all the boats to kind of rise together obviously um so i i think definitely the work that gustavo is doing with uh trying to trying to get better analy analytics and data to understand what's happening is, is very important Mm -hmm. And I think it's important not to get uh, too caught up in kind of the the emotions that are really that are rising high right now, yeah. um, because that's that's not going to be good for for anyone. Let yep. me ask a question, uh, Gustavo. Let me ask a question because Brock Pierce, for example, I, I read yesterday that he just purchased the W Hotel. Um, I read this yesterday in the news, and there's some controversy yeah. around it. He 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 purchased the hotel, the W Hotel, the W Hotel. Like, if I'm not mistaken, is it the W Hotel Resort? It's a the hotel, the California brand W. I hotel? believe so. Yes, right. What? So he just purchased it, and I re and I noticed that uh, some Puerto Ricans was skeptical, or they was upset with this purchase. And I w and for myself, just looking at it from a simple standpoint of view, like this can be good for the Puerto Rican people because he's gonna give them jobs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I kind of got lost in the sauce with what yeah. what. What is the reason the Puerto Ricans are angry, angry and upset that he purchased that hotel? I think I know why. I think it's so, because the Puerto Ricans they want their own people to be the owners of that that yeah. prestigious hotel, and the fact that mm. a gringo so, came yeah. in, like you know, <laughs> it was Am a gringo. Right? It was a gringo who owned it the first time, I believe. <laughs> so, 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 two points on that, um, and it, like, actually, the former the former owner was Spanish, a Spanish oh, firm. See, Spanish um, Puerto Rican or Spanish European. Spanish. Spanish. Latino, um, Latino, right? So 
from Spain. Uh, yeah. Alongside data and, and alongside, um, I think this is a good point to maybe understand part of the sentiment and part of also understand like we they they we, you might be generalizing by saying this, but maybe the Puerto Ricans wanted to build it themselves. The reality is that uh, there's a there's a glo there's something called a gem global entrepreneurship monitor. It is a study that partners with universities and specialists across all of all of the world mm -hmm. and focuses on what are the variables that allow entrepreneurship and innovation to foster and what are the variables that restrict them. So Puerto Rico's um, culture towards entrepreneurship, towards identifying and taking action upon an entrepreneur entrepreneurial opportunity ranks second to last. This is second mm. to last from countries that left a dictatorial regime, mm. second to last from countries that are in an authoritarian or dictatorial regime currently. And I think that point speaks volumes to our culture around entrepreneurship, around capital, and around finding and taking, taking opportunities to the market. Mm. So that's one part. The other part of the Vieques property is... It's going to put a lot of capital and hopefully jobs to work. And at least there's, there should be safeguards that that project will have to be audited to receive additional tax credits and benefits. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to wait four or five years to see that audit and ensure that those 300 jobs, I think the, the, the mayor of Vegas mentioned are actually performed and all of that promises have been delivered. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we're just, I don't know if that if that answers your question in terms of the and, culture uh, and the respond <laughs> and the actual performance and the impact. And just you were you you had said the other day, um, and that some people were upset about because I I I wound up commenting uh, on one of those one of those headlines and we got a lot of a lot of responses from it. But the other thing is uh, the point of contention about the capital the capital gains tax and for for Puerto Ricans that. People are arguing that Brock Pierce is able to buy the hotel and he builds it up into the successful hotel. He can sell it and, you know, and not pay capital gains. Whereas if yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, you know, mm, restaurant or hospitality uh, entrepreneur bought it, he would he would be banged with all of those capital gains taxes. Uh, I get what he's saying. So, so it's like, that's not yeah. fair. That's, un, that's yeah. not fair to the Puerto Ricans. So I can I can get on that and actually explain other financial vehicles that can be leveraged in these types of situations, specifically given that the, the property of the project is more than 10 million. So mm -hmm. that's low 185. I'll get to that soon. But another another reason why people are pissed in Vieques is because since the hurricane, there's no hospital. People mm -hmm. have died because they don't have access to um, urgent care or even an emergency room. Mm -hmm. um, schools are are basically crumbling down. Uh, Vieques before that was occupied by the United States Marine. It was hit by bombs after bombs after bombs during the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And in the 90s, um, through organization of our, our citizens, they were able to kick them out. Um, it was also the it's also one of the highest um, regions with um, a, a high cancer rate per capita because of all of the residue that has been left untouched on the island and still hasn't been cleaned up. Wow. So it's an environmental, social, and political hazard. And by going directly into it, it, it stands as a as this weird dichotomy where the place that has or represents that col col colonialism on the island, it's mm. being 
power washed by the promise of capital and purchasing of a luxury wow. hotel. Yes, it's going to create, hopefully, jobs, and we'll see the audit in four or five years. Um, but that is the the essence, the ethos of, of why Vieques and that property specifically. Now, to answer the capital gains, yes, the capital gains tax is available for individual investors that relocate to the island. Nevertheless, you can also access that same treatment if you build a fund that has more than $10 million in assets over five or 10 year period. Mm. Nevertheless, it's not equitable. And that's a word here. It's yeah. equity. Well, wow. I mean, five years and we'll know the audit. I hope I hope we, we see some progress with that then. We hope so, and man. And get those darn hospitals and, and schools rebuilt and, you know. That's the most yeah, important. The I can see why they're getting pissed about that. Uh, of course. That might be a place for the, the nonprofit that you were talking about potentially working with us to set up a clinic. Definitely, yeah. yes. We that, have some might, people. We, 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 you know, when I was in Puerto Rico, I got approached by a clinic, a non-charitable uh, medical clinic, yeah. where they want to come to Puerto Rico and do free clinics. And eventually, they want to they want to set up shop there, have a permanent clinic there, in, in the name of my mother. So they want to go, and right now they're in Jerusalem. They went to Africa, and they've been setting up these free clinics. And the next step is Puerto Rico. That's what's so up. So we hopefully that can be a start to you know what I mean, giving back to yes. the Puerto Rican people, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's basically all about is giving back to your community, giving, giving back to your back. people, you know? Definitely. But yeah, guys, man, thank you guys so Thanks much for, your for, time. for, for yeah, tuning in <laughs> and and being a guest on our show is a privilege, it's an honor, you know, so we appreciate it. Um, and you must come to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, when you guys he, can. You, you know how many come. Puerto Ricans are coming in my coffee shop and this, this gringo is bringing them. I'm the one who's bringing them, you know? <laughs> you know? Here's a funny thing, though. Like, when, when I was stationed in Germany, I had a lot of Boricua friends, and one of them was Mike Rivera, the one that um, I, I thought he was to. lying. Look, I thought he was he telling thought, about this Puerto so Rican. I was telling all these Puerto Rican <laughs> stories, and he's like, man, whatever. Because I was like, the, the Boricuas in Germany, when we we're stationed together, they would come to me to get the latest reggaeton, you know? <laughs> They'll come to me to get the latest. It used to know, be a DJ Rakim in LA. Kenway, the Zioni Lennox, you know, Tego Galindo. They used to come <laughs> to me for that, you know. And then when I was telling that, he was like, "Oh yeah, whatever." whatever. I didn't believe him, man. And then my boy ended up getting a job here and with my company, and he's here, so I told me I'll come through. So he comes <laughs> and he meets Mike Rivera, and he's like, "Oh, dude, so it's true." So he really knows the Puerto yeah. Ricans. <laughs> so I do, I do know my stuff when it comes to you know Puerto Rico and, for sure. Uh, next time, next <laughs> time. We'll go together. When you come here, when you come here, definitely need to meet our our farm manager in that juntas. He uh he was stationed in Germany for ten years and like active duty, and then another ten years in, yeah. uh, as a civilian. Wow! Yeah. So you'll meet uh, him. Yeah, we will. We will take he a trip there because I also he's coming. I was also told my cousins live there too. Anyways. I told him I seen oh, yeah. a couple Koreans. You saw some chinitos there, right? <laughs> Chinese. <laughs> yeah, I call, I call, I call, I call all Asian my cousins. So yeah, it's all good. So but, yeah, th thank you guys. Thank man. you thank guys you for guys. your time, Dominico, Gustavo. We appreciate you guys, and we see you soon in, yeah. in Puerto Rico. <laughs> all right, take care. Yeah. Peace. Guita man. Take care. All right, adios. <laughs> adios, amigos. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, man. So how was it meeting your family, though, man? It was amazing. First time ever, right? First time ever meeting Finally. my auntie, my cousins, and you know what I mean? I come from a line of poets. I told you that, right? That yeah. My Uncle Carlito was telling me, man, that my family from Puerto Rico, my family in Puerto Rico, they poets. Yeah. My great-grandfather, my Uncle Carlito... Other relatives of the Conunez. I can't say the name. Yeah. They was getting upset. You said it. You said it in, um, in, in Madrid. You said Quinunez. it. Quinunez. Like, 
Guineones. And it's crazy how we seen the street in Madrid. Yeah. So this is my Puerto Rican lineage and it's yeah. a line of poets in that, that side of the family. So yeah. it's good to learn a little heard, bit of I the history. Uncle Carlito bro. doing, you know, Uncle Carlito was, Uncle Carlito was spitting, bro. Uncle, <laughs> yeah. Uncle, Car Uncle Carlito spin. dangerous though, bro. Uncle Carlito dangerous, 71 years old and still, flirt, still flirting <laughs> with all the ladies. That's for the lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Uncle fellas. Carlito, we will have him next. Shout he, out, shout out Uncle Carlito. All right. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so. That's the Bariqua episode, man. Check it out, man. Check it this out. This is the last episode for season one he's traveling to Korea man you yeah. better come back bro I'll be in Korea for three oh I'm coming back you know I'll be out there back. for three weeks huh? three weeks you know it's dope dope gotta take care of some business eat some real Korean food or you yeah, fine yeah, oh yeah that's all I'm gonna be eating alright all right. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna come back probably like 10 like 20 kilometers <laughs> you get to see your kilograms more you get to see your son your yeah. daughter they gonna and be daughter, I'm sure they yeah. happy they excited yeah. right You'll bring them. Why don't bring them to Saudi bro I'm trying to I'm try once I get family stars I'll be able to bring them bring them bring them bring them you know cause, yeah, yeah definitely let them slide through, man. Yeah. All right? They got Peace it. They to got my it. niece and nephew in Korea, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's All the right. end of episode, uh, last episode for season one. In about four weeks, we'll have season two. So and get ready. We're oh, trust me, next year or this year, oh, it's going down. season two is, gonna, is going down it's with going the down. bang. It's going down. Bang, bang. Let's do it. It's All on. Right. Like Donkey Kong. Peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Manscaped. Stay fresh, clean start, head to toe, finishing touch, extra refinement. Bro, what did you bring me, man? Man. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the support for Mu and Q, Mu to Q, yes. is brought to you by Manscaped. Okay. All right, Manscaped. They, they are the men's grooming champions of the world, not just the city, Craig. The world, <laughs> the world. That's one of my favorite lines. Wow! You know, the so world. You, you really mean the world? Yeah, because what they do is they offer a pre a precision engineered, yes. dope grooming technology. But I like to look rough, man. I don't touch my beard. I like to look a little rough. What about you know from what the mean? neck down, though? Oh yeah, from the neck down, we gotta stay smooth. Like when you man. take your shirt off, it's gonna look gotta, like you, have a you sweater, gotta. You gotta know? be smooth, man. You, gotta, <laughs> you, gotta, you know what I mean? Some people are like that. You know what I mean? I like to feel silky smooth. You know, silky smooth, huh? You know, like uh, silky silky smooth. Yeah, just just for me, just for me. You know, Dope. the way I feel, like I want to be silky smooth from the neck down. So I'm gonna give like it you. a try then. I'm gonna yeah. give it a try, man. So what it comes with is this set is a is a is a special thing. Now, yes. they just started in UAE. Okay. okay. They just launched in the new way, and this is the fourth generation of trimmers. Okay. Right? And the lawnmower 4.0. Mm. 4.0. Mm. Which means there's been many, many versions before that, but this is a yeah. 4.0. Dope. Um, this one is... Dude, look at that. That looks... Yeah, that looks dope. That looks pretty... That looks dope. It looks, I, honestly, I think Manscaped is the Rolex of men's grooming. Wow. Say no more. Not Casio. Say no more. I'm buying. Rolex. I'm in. I'm in. Okay, Order. So this is the Give me your credit card. I'm ordering today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that it comes with it comes with, it comes with this. The, 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 nice. We call this the weed whacker. The weed whacker. Okay. You know, because some people they be having like this for the nose and the hair. I yeah, mean, the, the, the hair trimming in the uh, ear. Man, yeah. I be seeing the some ear, people's ears, and I'm like, dang. Yeah, I, you know, my grandfather from Cuba, he kind of had like that uh, afro coming out of his, yeah, his right? ears. Yeah, right. And I'm actually following suit. I I'm call right it behind the Alan him, Iverson here. I'm right behind him, so I'm glad <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, no, no, this, this, I, honestly, weed the whacker. way it looks. Even the way it is, is modern, the weed whacker. Yeah, the weed right? whacker. That's dope right there. Yeah. Okay, what else we got in yeah, this so, box? So the box comes with, like, you know, like. Can I see? The crop reviver. The crop reviver, okay. Right? It's toner. Dope, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. And then you got the, the crop preserver. 
the crop preserving. Well, just deodorant, not only for your armpits, but everywhere else, you know? Dope. Yeah. What else we got and in that here's box? here's the ma- amazing part. Look how slick mm-hmm. and slim that is. Honestly, when I when I first got this, I was like, where do I charge this at? Facts. But yeah. it comes with like a little charging dock that you just put it on and it, it charges oh, man, it. Like the dope. technology, I'm like, this got to be made by Koreans. You my people so? had to make this. <laughs> nice. As nice as it looks, I know my people Check that made. out, man. Yeah, yeah that looks nice. Oh, the camera's over there. <laughs> I tried to play it off Look I did it slow Look Well actually It's three cameras In this room yeah, yeah. Korean we're, we're The okay. Korean try to make us Look like we don't make It's but a camera there no, And it's a camera there Say the camera recording. Say the camera recording Is over there So <laughs> Now But you saw me Try to play it man. off When you said that I did like this Yeah that's uh, Smooth that's with it Smooth as Manscaped but this, So this upgraded trimmer Right This upgraded trimmer Includes a multi-function on and off switch. Okay. So like you can actually travel with this. So if you click it three times, yes, it won't turn on while it's in the bag. Dope. So that's dope, what's good dope, about this. Dope. Dope. Right? Manscaped. Manscaped. And that, that name, man. They they that's got dope. it with the name. Yeah, they doing anything, man. Amazing. Marketing is amazing. I'm gonna try it out. Yeah. So. Oh, and then it's wireless charging too. By the way. Why? Did I mention the wireless charging for both the weed whacker and the lawnmower? This is called lawnmower. Long, <laughs> the names are killing me, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, check right. them out. Y'all yeah. see it. Y'all see it. We over here. We over here with it. Check it out. Check it now, out. Here's check the it best out. part of this. Okay. You get a 20% discount if when they you mention use the code MUTUQ. MUTUQ gets a 20% discount. 20, 20% discount when you use MUTUQ at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. And right. for our Saudi viewers, they just launched in UAE, which means they could deliver here tomorrow. One day. Bukra. One day deliverer. Bukra. Right? That's, that's tomorrow. Bukra. Right? Bukra. He said Bukra. Bukra's Did tomorrow, he just right? curse yeah. in Arabic? Bukra. Bukra. But I think he might have just cursed himself in Arabic. No, I meant tomorrow. Bukra. Bukra. Bukra.